welcome to Tim and Tom at the Movies, the only podcast about movies. I'm Tim. I'm Tom. And things are about to get a little hot in here. Things are heating up. You could even say there's heat. Oh, that was it? That was the end of your sentence? Yeah, there's heat. Because the movie we're doing this week, Tim, is heat. It's, uh... Oh, I messed up, Tom. I watched the movie Hat. <laughs> and what is that movie about? <laughs> Unsurprisingly, it's a movie about a hat, Tom. A the, derby. The cat in the hat? No, just a hat. It's just called Hat. Yeah, is it like one of those... Uh old-timey motion pictures where it's just like, we filmed a hat and we're going to charge an arm and a leg to come see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, back in the day, you know, seeing it, a hat on the big screen was exciting. It's, it's the craziest hat America's ever seen. It's already yeah. a sensation in Europe, and now you can come see it through the magic of the cinema. There's no movie called Hat, Tom, and I think this is a missed opportunity. <laughs> For no other reason than people looking to watch Heat might mistype it and and be like, well, well uh, this one's uh, cheaper. I'll watch it. Yeah. Tim, we, should, all, make, we, we, should, we should make we should a motion make it, picture called Hat. And then we'll put it on the streaming services and it'll be priced one cent less than Heat. <laughs> yeah. You'd be a fool not to give it a shot. Yeah. Um, my job here is to, to look for the white space. And uh, and then that's where we go. I don't, and, uh, I don't no, know, I'm not familiar with that term. What does that mean? Oh, there's no Is movie it called a racist hat. thing. No, it's not a racist thing. It's, <laughs> oh, okay. it's there's no movie called Hat. <laughs> um, there's a vacuum there. Um, there's a vacuum. That, well, then people are obviously going to watch the the vacuum movie. That's going to be more interesting than a hat movie. I. I I understand where the where the the confusion is. I was just talking about like not a vacuum cleaner, but what I am thinking now is that yeah, while we're making hat mm-hmm. concurrently, we should be making vacuum as well. Yeah. Oh, we can do like an Avengers style crossover where the the Ooh, vacuum the va- sucks up the hat and the hat's <laughs> I was thinking the vacuum wears the hat, but there's a, there's a lot more action in, in in your pitch. Yeah, and then the hat can get out of the vacuum and be like, "Hey, pal, that's not nice," no, Tom, <laughs> or you know not. something. We'll we'll punch it up. I did not watch the movie Hat. I watched the Robert De Niro Al Pacino classic Righteous Kill. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> is that the one that has uh, Pacino saying? Uh, 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 like fell or pushed. Yeah, it's what our our good friend Hank the Crank, a friend yeah. of ours, uh, a man named Hank, uh, would always do his Al Pacino impression, which was from the movie <laughs> Righteous Kill. Of course, Tom. What Al Pacino's what, most famous role? What year do you think Righteous Kill came out? Ooh, I'm gonna guess maybe 2011, 2008. Okay. Fourteen years ago, which is wild to me because I remember when it was like it was fourteen years ago, and it was like Jesus Christ! Look at these two; they look like skeletons up on the screen. They're (laughs) so old. Yeah, the (sighs) time is getting to the point where it's like, uh oh, like if you thought, uh oh, uh, it's coming for me now. (laughs) I mean, yes. Time's already ravaged people like Al Pacino and Robert De Niro, and now it's coming for mm-hmm. me. Is, should I go out and buy that um, issue of People magazine uh, that has Betty White on the cover and says, Betty White turns 100? <laughs> is uh, that going to be a collector's item, or is that just going to be our genera- the next generation's death of Superman? Yeah, it probably will be. I, mean, I don't think magazines are really going to be worth anything. Tim, I have in yeah. my I have in my home, which you uh, very politely gifted to me, the the Playboy magazine with Jenny McCarthy nude inside of it. Yeah, and, and an interview with um, uh, the vampire Vincent Bugliosi about OJ, the guy yeah. who wrote Helter oh, Skelter. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, 
And if that's if you were able to pick that up, you know, I don't know, less than 10 years ago in a thrift shop for less than the cover price, then I don't think any magazine is going to be worth anything. How do you know I didn't spend $1,700 on that Jenny McCarthy Playboy? Because you would have it in your home. Or at least, I mean, or at least <laughs> when you came over to my place, you'd be like, hey, can I see that Playboy? <laughs> I bought that as a giveaway at uh, one of our live shows, but yeah. nobody wanted to take it. Yeah, so I took it. Yeah, there was a child in the front row. Oh, but you were so <laughs> mad at me because I passed it around for everybody to look at. Yeah, I thought you were gonna get us all get the whole theater arrested. Um, it's fine. Um, yeah, that that uh, I also realized for a while that magazine was in the background for my girlfriend in our home office when she was on like Zoom meetings, <laughs> not the front, but like the back. And, you know, maybe, a, you know, she might have a Zoom meeting with like a real dedicated uh, pervert or something. It's like, yeah. I, re- I recognize that Marlboro ad. <laughs> I remember that. It's from the 19, it's the, the August 1995 Playboy. With <laughs> yeah. The Jenny McCarthy centerfold. Yeah. Tw- She's tw- a bonkers lady now. I think so, but I think by like the current standard of bonkers, it's like not even that bonkers. <laughs> yeah, I think it's like oh, she believes she's like an anti-vax person. Yeah, and like five years ago, we'd be like, oh man, she is all the way. Off yeah, the deep but end. but like, I think you know, at this deep po- end has become shallower. And like, <laughs> yeah. or there's a there's a way deeper end. Now. Yeah, and I think it's like, oh, she's like an anti-vax. Like vaccines give uh, autism to kids, where it's like, ah, oh, they're past that. The vaccines have microchips in them from Bill Gates. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, I think she's maybe like a throwback. I don't know, maybe. maybe Maybe she's she, a quaint anti-vaxxer. Exactly. When it was like, well, you know what? Your views on the vaccine, on vaccines aren't really affecting me or anybody I know. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't know. Maybe she is like a full on nutcase nowadays. I, I feel like we would have heard about that if she uh, was uh, had had other wacky views but but i mean also i think those views didn't make it very far because it was like oh you know nobody's cared about you in 20 something years and also like we never really cared about like hey what are her like intellectual pursuit like I, I I say this all the time, but like I used to get like very recently, I would get real riled up mm-hmm. about shit that uh, Chuck Woolery, the game show host, <laughs> right. would would post on Twitter. Yeah, and it's just like, in what world should I even care? Like, yeah, okay, the guy's a batty, like fucking fascist or whatever, and a racist, but like, I don't know, he's just so some... are a bunch of old idiots. Yeah, and he's like eighty five years old, and he was a game show host. Yeah, um, on none of the shows that I ever enjoyed, except for Lingo. Um, <laughs> it's okay. We can just let like yeah. we have access to so many celebrities' thoughts, and we let them like we give them weight in our own no, minds. I mean, where it's just like I don't know. In nineteen ninety six, you'd read like. Oh, did you know this game show host has some really wacky ideas? Like you'd read it in like Liz Smith or something, and you'd right. be like, "Well, I don't think about that guy ever, so that doesn't really matter to me." <laughs> well, I, I, uh, earlier this week, Kevin Sorbo was trending on Twitter, <laughs> and same thing where it's like, like nobody cares what like one of the actors from the fucking Power Rangers thinks about. Yeah. <laughs> like, like this guy was in a syndicated show. He somehow fucked up because, like, if he's not rich enough to not give a fuck about whatever everybody else is doing, then he screwed up because people got very rich off of Hercules being a syndicated show that was, like, shot, I think, maybe in, like, New Zealand where they didn't have to pay taxes and they put, like, so little money into it in the first place. Um, But, yeah, it's like this... Especially like young people, they've got to be like, I don't know who the hell this is. This is somebody who had a syndicated afternoon show in the 90s. 
And yeah. like, I and meanwhile, get, I'm over here with steam coming out of my ears. Like, yeah, I have to, I have to respond to this. I, I have to. <laughs> right. I can't <laughs> let this fascism stand. Yeah. So it's fine. And I think that also happened with like uh, celebrity deaths when we were kids or or when mm-hmm. we were younger. Where it's just like, yeah, big celebrity deaths was like, oh yeah. But it's like if some guy from a sitcom from a while ago died, yeah. the whole world didn't stop to be like, oh, man, this year took a fucking another one. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Let's <laughs> all like, post uh, tributes about him. Yeah, it's like an old man died. And I'm not, uh, and I'm not, this is not a veiled reference to uh, Bob Saget, who tr- tragically died young. That's, yeah. That's very sad. Well, like, and now also sometimes there are people when, like, saying some, like, maybe f- that they they ruled out foul play too quickly. Really? Well, you, you hear about like the actual cause of death? Yeah, that he hit his head and went to bed and never woke up in the morning. Yeah, but like there have been other people who have like looked, you know, who know about this stuff and they're like, Ooh, what do they know about this? This is, this is exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> this is a thing that you'd read well, in the 90s and be like, that's too bad. That's well, so sad. But it kind of makes sense. Died. Where they were and then like, every asshole wouldn't weigh in with their conspiracy theories. They were like, the, the hit he had to the head is the kind of hit you would see from somebody who got hit in the head with a baseball bat or who fell more than 30 feet. Which like kind of makes sense because it's like, but how do they know this? Who said this? Well, the, the, the no, family no. successfully sued to like keep the autopsy report under wraps, and I think to like, yeah, I don't know. So like uh, photos of his dead body. Didn't well, get I out. think I think it's I think these people weren't it would you know they weren't looking at this stuff, but they were just saying like, you know, to die from something like that and to have like. I think it was in particular that he had like a a fracture in his like orbital, like his eye socket. That it was like, oh, that's like a big hit if it goes all the way through your skull to the front. I mean, not to discount that, you know, he couldn't have like jumped into bed or something in, or or just hit it in a weird way. But it is just like a very weird because when I first read about that, I was like, geez, I got to be, I got to start wearing a helmet all the time or something. Like, <laughs> I hit my head all the time. Now, oh, maybe it's a very thin skull. Yeah, people are clamoring for a return of our famous Patreon episode, Hitting Our Heads. But uh, yeah. I think we got to retire from the game. It'd be important. If that's going to take a man down, these jackass guys would have dropped dead uh, 100 yeah, times. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, yeah, I don't, I mean, I think it's probably just, I, I don't think it's like, oh, somebody snuck into his room and, like, you know, uh, swung a baseball bat at him. But if I were his family, I wouldn't be 100% satisfied with, like, the explanation Yeah, of just, like, oh, he hit his head on the headboard. It's like, no, this is, like, a big-ass fracture. It's not, it's not even just a weird, like, oh, it hit in the right place and it just ballooned or was swelled or whatever. I don't know. Stuff's weird, man. Everything's weird. We're, we're in a different timeline. And ever since they turned that hard on collider on, everything's gone to shit. Actually, you know what? Like we we are all like, oh, stuff. Like adults have always been depressed. <laughs> um, yeah, and I think our generation just like a just Charlie had, Brown. Yeah, I think our generation had like such um, idyllic childhoods for yeah. for the most part, or the ones like the people like us, right? Who yeah. were like obviously not oh, everybody such, did, but in general, yeah, we we had carefree childhoods, and now that like we're learning uh, the harsh realities of the world in our adulthood, we're like, well, the world must have changed, <laughs> not just like, oh no, we were we were shielded from all these these things. No. It's the Mandela effect, Tim. We turn that yeah. hard on collider on. Every the the Berenstein Bears turned into the Berenstein Bears. They they got rid of the the uh the horn and the fruit of the loom thing. That that came up a few weeks ago when we were uh, talking yeah, about the that. Cornucopia, yeah. Yeah. 
I'm trying to remember. There were like, I mean, a lot of this stuff, and especially when people point to like, look, even the Simpsons got it wrong. Even the Simpsons, it's like, no, we all know it from the Simpsons and the Simpsons got it wrong, you know, uh, 30 years ago. But I'm trying to remember, there were like a few things recently where I where I read and I uh, where it's like, oh, everybody thinks this, but it was actually this. And I have been like, all right, somebody's fucking with reality and I don't like it because I'm 100 percent sure about this particular thing. Everybody was told that OJ did not murder those two people, but all the evidence shows that he did murder those two people. No, I mean, actually, like, I wish the Mandela effect had a different name because the the Mandela, it comes out of the idea that some people remember Man, uh, Nelson Mandela dying in prison. And it's just like, no, I, I, I don't remember that. They're like, I think you just don't know enough about history. And like you heard yeah. about somebody else dying and it got confused. But things like logos and stuff, it's like, no, I know logos. And <laughs> that Fruit of the Loom logo used to have a cornucopia. And how the hell does everybody remember it that way if that wasn't the case? Yeah, and somebody remembered that the house rule was you <laughs> did have to sing one to drink one. <laughs> See, that's the kind of thing where if you saw that commercial now, Tim, if you saw that commercial now and at the end he said house rules, you do have to sing one to drink one, then would you believe in the Mandela effect? I would. The Yoo-Hoo commercial from the early 90s that we're yeah. talking about. I did watch it recently, and it's it's exactly how I remember it. But what if it changes? What if the next time you watch well, it's it, it's not, gonna, not like that? Well, no, not it can watch change. It I'm not going to watch it again, Tom. Uh, yeah, well, so it doesn't have a, the opportunity. Well, if it, if it changes, I'm going to make you watch it again. You know what? And and then I would suspect foul play. I'd suspect, you know, much like you suspect that something happened with Bob Saget, I would think... You know what? Tom meddled with the tape on this old YooHoo commercial but to I, change I the meddled, dialogue. I meddled with the tape, but not with the timeline. Right. You wouldn't be like, huh, that happened the week after Tom paid a visit to the Large Hard-On <laughs> Collider. <laughs> and maybe they gotta turn that thing off. May, maybe he put in a request. Even if they turn it off? Um, I think at this point, yeah. Hmm. Snow going yeah, back. Whatever. Tim, yeah, I watched this movie called Heat last night. A great, great film. Michael Mann. Hold, I, you know, and this is just one of those weird, weird, weird blind spots for me that I've never seen this movie. That's why I watched it a few months ago. It's like, how have I never seen this movie? Yeah, and I love Michael Mann. Everything I've ever seen from Michael Mann, I think I've really liked. And like I, I'm, I'm gonna pull up his uh, his list of credits right now, but I remember even like um, in college taking like a film class and uh, watching um, uh, Manhunt Manhunter is it no yeah his, his Hannibal Lecter Manhunter uh, yeah yeah is Hannibal Lecter with with uh, uh, Logan Roy as Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, Brian Cox. Uh, Brian Cox. Um, I remember, and you know, he's playing Hannibal Lecter, and it's you know, this movie was made and came out before Silence of the Lambs, but all those movies are based on books. And uh, seeing this movie and just being like, "Wow, this movie's so cool!" <laughs> um, just yeah. ha- just has like a real eighties vibe to it going on. He makes on. cool movies, and he was like. Uh... He was Miami Vice, right? Yeah, he was Miami Vice, and then he did the Miami Vice movie, which like twenty years later, which like was just like really dark and like not fun. Yeah, but, like, cool as hell. But but still captured. Uh, yeah, it seemed like one of those reboot type movies of like ah, you can't do that. It's not going to be good. But it's like no, the same guy's going to do it, and he's going to do a different take, but kind of the same take in a way on it. Uh, and it's just going to be great. And, Can I and, ask you a question? And it was, yes. The big elephant in the room, as far mm-hmm. as I'm concerned, and I didn't 
bring this up off mic. Yes. But um, were you aware, you're a big fan of the Christopher Nolan Batman movies, particularly The Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. Um, were you aware of the inspiration that he drew from Heat specifically for The Dark Knight, particularly in that um, Joker um, bank robbing, bank robbery scene, which mirrors the begin the opening scene of Heat almost perfectly. Yeah, well, and even almost uh, beat for beat, shot by shot. The uh, both movies also have William Fitchner in them, uh, who who's like a character actor who you know he, he's been in like a million things, but he play he's like the the bank manager, I guess, in The Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. That like the Joker talks to, um, and then in Heat he's like the hedge fund manager or something. Uh, yeah, you, the the guy who's like uh, kind of who, behind who, everything. Who yeah. has the bonds that were stolen that then that they then try and sell the bonds back to? Um, I was aware that people said, "Oh, the Dark Knight is like Heat. It's more like Heat than it is." like a superhero movie. Um, so I was aware of that, but I, but again, I'd never seen heat, but watching heat, it was kind of crazy. That's like, Oh yeah. The, uh, Christopher Nolan just, I don't know if he like ripped it off necessarily. No, he was, he was very cl- Like it was overt. He wasn't trying to hide it. Exactly. Like, yeah. and like, it's very funny that like that was the um, teaser that they showed, right? They showed that f- the f- the beginning yeah, of that in, bank in robbery IMAX. sequence, yeah, in IMAX to to tease the movie, and like I know every critic was just kind of like, "Oh, this is Heat." <laughs> this yeah. is, like they showed the first scene from Heat, except the Joker was in it this time, right? Um, and like I don't, I think it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, you, it was a, it was an homage to it. It wasn't right. Uh, it, was, it was heavily it influenced by yeah. it. Um, but yeah, such it, a cool scene. God, such a fucking wild. Like both of them, uh, the Dark Knight and Heat. But like uh, that the bank the like scene first in bank heat. robbery scene in Heat. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's kind of crazy that they both have the exact same vibe. Like they're shot similarly. Yeah, the like uh, uh, score is kind of similar. Um, there's a there's a good video, Tom. You should look it up on YouTube.com. Okay. Uh, well, where, let me write that down. You so you. T-O-O-B dot com? No, 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 no. And I just want to make sure you it's Y-O-U, like you. Oh, like me. Yeah, and then tube, like, you know, they ever see the well, Blue Man group? Yeah, yes. You know how they, like, blow into tubes? Okay, yeah. T-U-B-E. Yeah, well, um, I love Blue Man groups. So I'd like to check out some more videos yeah. by them. And when you get to this website, there's going to be a search bar. Mm-hmm. So you can just type... You can type anything you want in there, but for our purposes, oh, I so think it's you like dogpile, dogpile dot com. Yeah, uh-huh. it, it 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 bring you know dogpile is a little bit better because it 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 it's not just one search engine; it's right. all the search engines there. Yeah, that's what um, makes it YouTube so great. is just a search engine for these particular videos on this platform. But there is one if you search for the Dark Knight Heat, mm-hmm. where like the cuts are the same and the camera angles are kind of the same. Yeah. Um, And it's just a very obvious homage, which is cool. I think that I I love that stuff. It's not like there's nothing wrong with that. You're telling a story and uh, nodding to something, a cool thing. Yeah. Uh, It looks, I I searched that on youtube.com and like there, there's like a mill. Oh, okay. There's one with, 5.2 5.2 million views from 11 years ago. So I'm going to save that one. I'm, I'm assuming that's the one you're probably uh, referring to. No, the one I, uh, I, I'm recommending has like 15 views. It's <laughs> all right. It's, it's an, it's an underground cut. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. Well, well, mm. well, let's have to watch all these. Um, so yeah, I definitely saw the influence right off the bat, uh, especially just starting a movie off with, uh, with a bank robbery. Here's my, 
How good are heist movies, huh? One of the best kinds of oh, movies there boy. are. When you're paying attention, this is the thing I like about heist movies. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're looking at your phone, you're not going to get the full effect. Right. Because like, there's so much that goes into the planning of it, and it all pays off. Yeah. And like, if, if it's done well, well. Yeah. And what, and like, I think this is a problem with the Oceans movies. Eh, maybe mm-hmm. not the Oceans movies, but like, the breadcrumbs are pretty hidden in yeah. in heat. Like, there's some genuinely surprising stuff there, mm-hmm. and the dynamics are very interesting, right? Like, yeah. Pff, let's like, let's skip ahead to this freaking diner scene where it's like, oh yeah, they they know who each other are. Yeah, and like so, there's nothing so either one of them is gonna do. Ugh. You're referring to, uh, you know, this is pretty pretty well into movie, maybe like halfway through. Al Pacino's cop pulls over uh, Robert De Niro's, uh, uh, you know, heist mastermind character and villain in a number of. He's a murderer. He's a, yeah. You know, he's got. He's a bad dude. You know, and, and kind of his whole ethos is. Um, don't get attached to anything that you can't walk away in 30 seconds from if you, if you need to. Um, and also like, it's interesting cause in, in the, that first heist, they do a great job setting up where a new member to the heist shoots a guy basically cause he's like pissed at him shoots, shoots a uh, security guard uh, and that leads to the other secure the then the second security guard pulls a gun. So it's like, well, they have to shoot him. But then yeah. the third one just kind of like, no, please. And is it is it De Niro that shoots him? I think so. Yeah, it's not super clear because they're all wearing just masks. In, yeah. And, you know, do you know about how like uh, the they um, they didn't overdub in the. Um, the gunshot noises. Oh no! Um, so, so they're they all used, real. Yeah, like all the all the like in the in that one big shootout mm-hmm. um, where they're in the street. <sighs> yeah, Tim. The I... way that you you hear those those gunshots like ricocheting. Yeah, off, yeah. Uh, the, the buildings. buildings. Uh-huh. Sorry, I'm 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 all over the place here. <laughs> um, this movie's so good. Um. Well, yeah, I was gonna say like. They they do a really good job setting up De Niro's character is like this guy doesn't want he he doesn't get pleasure from killing he doesn't want to kill but he won't hesitate to kill right if if it's gonna save him like uh you know he just kind of has like um and I think that's kind of why you like the character even though this character is such a bad person. That it's like, nah, he's got a code. He's got like. He's got a code, and it's like, he's got an algorithm. He's got like a decision tree. Exactly. Like, he's pre decided. He's figured it things. all out. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, I, I respect that. I don't, he, I don't... He's, he's taken emotion completely out of it. Of right. like, I'm not going to kill somebody just because I'm mad, but I'm also not going to kill somebody because I feel bad about doing it. I'm going to kill right. somebody. If them staying alive endangers me, um, so yeah, they do a an that's ex- my mantra as well. <laughs> they do an excellent job setting up in in pretty much like the first scene that whole idea where it's like no 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 this guy's not a good guy, but he's also, he doesn't go out of his way to be a bad guy. And and the guy that does shoot the the cop, then you know we later see him murder a sex worker just just to have that feeling of like I'm God, I'm uh you know, and we find out later it's like oh this guy's done this before, yeah, and it's like no the bad even the bad guys in the movie are like nope that guy's too bad of a bad guy <laughs> we don't like him. So I, it's it's funny when you when you tear things apart and you're just like, oh yeah, they put this guy in there to to be like, that's like, a real bad yeah. guy. Look, he killed the seven, the sixteen, seventeen year old sex worker who we get a scene with, and it's like, 
oh yeah that's just like a teenager you know it's it's a very obvious like she's doing what it what she has to to get by and the the transaction's over and that's when he's like no you don't know what this is this is the devil coming for his due or whatever and then he just strangle we and we don't see it uh but you know he he kills her um yeah. which i also think is is an interesting choice because we see we don't see like a, the act of like pure evil of a of a man killing a woman just for power for no reason other than i just want to feel the act of killing a person we don't see it we see before and then we see like a a a police photograph of the aftermath right but we don't see it but the movie otherwise does not shy away from violence at all so i think that kind of elevates this so like no this like evil act that we don't see is so much worse than seeing people getting shot you know point blank for like for like prag- pragmatic reasons, right? Yes, like, yeah. To that's make, what we're seeing. So that then you can not just write off all these bad people as bad people. That that you know you do still care about them, even though they're bad people. I guess you still kind of want to see them get away with it, or or at least you want to see like don't screw up their plans, don't be a hero. Just let them do their plan and get away. I mean, I go that's ahead. That's part of yeah. No, that's part of uh, you. Like it's 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 bad because at points you're rooting for Robert De Niro because yeah. you're like, look, the man has a code, and mm-hmm. if nobody interferes, and he'll just get like some money or whatever, but nobody well, will get hurt. And he and says like, that um, uh, during one of the heists. Where he's like, nobody be a hero. The bank's insured. We're stealing their money, not yours. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's, like, it's a great, like, yeah, mind your own and business. And I respect that. Yeah, it's just like, hey. And then, like, if the cops come and break it up, it's like, oh, people are going to get shot now. And yeah. Like, uh, well, the that, insurance companies deal with that. That that actually brings me to the the first note. I didn't take, like, copious notes during this. But, but I took some notes about my thoughts. And the first note I have is about how the realization that it's so dumb. But one of my worst fears in life is being part of a heist gone wrong. Oh, yeah. Same. I have so many I'm not nightmares. that afraid of being a part of a, a bank robbery, though. No. I have I'll sit so on the fourth night- floor quietly for 15 minutes and then be like, whoa, I have a story to tell for the rest yeah. of my life. Uh, I have so many nightmares about like being a part of something that's like in some way illicit and then something goes oh, r- you're on the bad side? Yeah. You're not a bystander? Okay. I'm on the bad side, but it's like, but nobody's going to get hurt. This is like a victimless crime or whatever. And then somebody gets killed. And then I'm like, oh, no. I should have known. I should not have done this. That's Crime why. doesn't pay, Tom. Exactly. And then I remember, you know, Batman and all all the people I look up to. Yeah. All <laughs> and, the people that have tried to keep you on the straight and narrow. Yeah. Um, but again, that's what I like about uh, you, you know, and, and that's De Niro's code. He's not trying to hurt people, but then, you know, I mean, it's ultimately selfish and shitty, but, um, right. But he's, but he's trying to, keep, he's a bad person, but he's trying to keep everybody out of it. You know, but there's a little girl who, uh, <laughs> oh, well, oh, no, that, that's, that comes that's... later. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that that's the first note I have. The second note is uh, the guy whose nickname is Slick, and that eventually becomes like how they track down and and Al Pacino's detective characters like give me a list of everybody, every like known criminal with the nickname Slick. They're gonna come back with the telephone book, but I don't care. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I have a nickname Slick. <laughs> Am I? Would I be on this list? Yeah, uh, you would. Friend of the friend of the show, uh, AJ calls me slick sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Slick yeah. Tommy Moneybags. Slick Tommy Moneybags. That used to be my nickname. Uh, next note I have, and this was this was a big one, Tim. Val Kilmer looks like Mr. Crisp, and his son's name is Dominic. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So do you think, is this, you know, is this Michael Mann seeing Ivan Reitman's Kindergarten Cop and being like, I like it. I like it. Let's tell Mr. Crisp. Mr. Crisp, of course, has multiple aliases. Let's let's kind of tell an origin story for Mr. Crisp, or not and an he origin. Realizes that uh, Val Kilmer, and it's weird. It's uncanny how much. Like, uh, who's the guy that plays Mr. Crisp in Kindergarten Cop? Oh, I you thought that was think. an actual person. I thought it was just a you guy named Mr. Think Crisp. He's just like Kilmer. Like Kilmer's always getting the roles that he's going out for in the nineties. Yeah, because uh, I mean, he looks identical. He's he's got the same uh, the same like ponytail with bangs kind of thing going on. Richard Tyson played Mr. Crisp. Yeah. Um, yeah, apparently a good man. Um, unlike Mister Crisp, um, this was the that that point was something that I mentioned to my wife as I was watching Heat for the first time a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. While she was like in the other room, I was like, "Get over here! Get over here! <laughs> Look, he looks like Mister Crisp, and his son's name is Dominic." And my wife did not care one bit. Yeah, so that we have we were talking about this time, and 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 you've got you've got like a wife that that wants nothing to do with this, wants to take her son away from this kind of mm-hmm, life. Mm-hmm. Uh, there there is a connection here that you know uh, th- that Michael Mann doesn't want to admit to. Uh, the next the next note I have is uh, De Niro. I mean, and maybe this is you know you can you can chalk it up to him being a scoundrel. But uh, when he when he meets uh, Edie, like his his girlfriend for the oh, first the whole time, book thing. Well, the book thing, but also he says he's from the Bay Area, and it's like people from the Bay Area don't sound like Robert De Niro. <laughs> yeah, I'm from the Bay Area. <laughs> yeah, he's from, uh, uh, I mean, unless he means Bayonne. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I work for Facebook, <laughs> and that's what I'm doing here. <laughs> Um. Uh, uh. This also has. Uh, I'm gonna. I mean, I kick myself because I can't remember his full name. But David something, and I just have in here. Uh, President Allstate. Uh, the Allstate spokesman who was the president in 24. President David Palmer. David. Yeah, President David Palmer. What is the actor's name? Why is he not listed top in this? I'm I'm looking at the top cast on IMDb. Now I'm gonna have to click all cast. That's such David, a sad. Not David. Dennis Haysbert, of course. Yeah, such a sad story. Like in like that character. Yeah. You see him for like he's by far the most sympathetic character. Yeah. But also, like you just see him like you know trying to rehabilitate his life it's it's all he, about he, how uh he got out of like, jail he's trying to he's trying to stay clean he's trying to be on the straight and narrow but society the, doesn't want him to the owner of that freaking diner is such a bad man or the manager or whatever yeah yeah and you're happy i mean it's heartbreaking when he's just like uh, all right, well, I get back to the life of crime, but like it's so satisfying. Right. And when De, Niro, like, uh, De Niro's like, you got to tell me right now, are you in or are you out? And it's just like he happened to recognize him. Yeah. And he was like, oh, that guy's that guy's been in the slammer and he's like a crime guy like us. It's satisfying how he leaves his, uh, his menial job where they treat him like shit, though. Yeah. Even though you know it's on the path to, like, the dark They're having side. a bullet in his head, <laughs> like, yeah. three hours later. <laughs> um, also on my list, Tim, this movie is full of, like, surprise people. Oh, yeah. It's got everybody. It's got everybody. So, like I said, it's got... Uh, it's got John Voight, for Christ's sakes, Tom. Yeah. 
John Voight looking like, man, looking like how I imagine John Voight wishes he could just walk around looking like having like slick back, uh, slick back, long hair and like a, a gross mustache. Um, it's got scumbag ain't... supreme. So the 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 woman who plays De Niro's uh, girlfriend, Amy Brenneman, she is in um uh the leftovers that i just finished watching oh really i was gonna say she's a very 90s woman but and that's what i'm watching her and i'm like i've seen her this woman in 90s stuff Mm -hmm. why she looks so familiar and then when i looked up i was like oh she's in the leftovers okay and she's great in the leftovers i mean she plays a character that you're not you know you don't really like but she's but she's great at it in the leftovers. In this, you're supposed to like her. Yeah. And you're supposed uh, to feel bad for her just kind of getting roped into all this stuff. I mean, that was the one thing that I was like, eh, she should have known, like, what was up with De Niro from Jump, right? Like, uh, Yeah, I, but I think she got, she got involved in it, like, so quickly that she didn't completely understand, I think, just yeah. how how big like the heisties pulling are and how dangerous they are. Um, Henry Rollins. Oh yeah. Playing, playing uh, the, the William Fitchner's uh, like goon, like right hand goon. And then later you got Jeremy Piven showing up. The Piv. The Piv. Your he, favorite actor. He, he's, you like him as a man, too, right? I like him as a man. I wish he would stop being so much sushi, for God's sake. He, he gave himself mercury poisoning. You know, uh, Richard Marks one time quoted Jeremy Piven's uh, Ari to me when he said we would hug it out. <laughs> I do remember Richard Marks <laughs> quoting Jeremy Piven's uh, Ari... Uh, is it Ari, Ari Gold? Ari Gold no, in it, the show. Yeah, it's based on Ari Emanuel. Yeah. Um, he's in it. Danny Trejo playing a character named Trejo. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's that's cool as hell. Yeah. Uh, and Tom Sizemore. Tom Sizemore. Ashley Judd. Um, Tom Noonan, who you might remember as the bad guy from Last Action Hero. He, oh, Yeah. Yeah. He's a great guy. Uh, Natalie Portman, a young Natalie Portman. Oh, another name that I was very surprised to see in this. Hank Azaria. Oh, yeah. Tone Loke. Yeah, Tone Loke, too. But Hank Azaria, um, I had no idea that Hank Azaria is on the receiving end of the famous, she's got a great ass. Great ass. And you've got your head all the way up it from from Al Pacino. Man, this movie, this movie is peak Al Pacino. This is Michael Mann saying, Al Pacino, there's no such thing as going too small in this scene. <laughs> Let her rip. And he's like, you sure? Are you sure you really? He's like, Al, I'm telling you. Let it loose. Let let Al Pacino shine in a scene where you're acting normal for for like five minutes at a time, but all of a sudden you just want to yell a line. Go for it. I mean, I I don't understand it. I enjoy watching it, mm-hmm. but like I don't know how you justify it. Nobody in on Earth acts like this. <laughs> no, I mean that's what like this movie. It's it's such an interest. I wish more things. So I I had a thought initially watching this movie. The movie, this movie's three hours long. Mm-hmm. I, I started at like ten thirty last night. So I was, I was, but Tom, that was the context when I first watched it too. Like I think it was like eleven thirty. I was like, well, it looks like I'm staying up all night to watch yeah. this movie. Um. But it's also kind of a great movie to watch during that time because so much of this movie takes place during like twilight hours. Mm-hmm. Takes place in, I want to say, between like 3 a.m. and 5 a.m. So much of this movie is like when nobody's awake and like the sun's starting to come up, but it's not up yet. That That's where this movie lives. So it's a good movie to watch late at night. Um, 
I've I forget where that was leading me to, but but uh but it was uh, late at night when you watched it. It was late at night when I watched it. Um the the performances though yeah, I'm, I can't remember what the hell I was saying. Yeah, whatever. Um, it's okay. Um, have you ever seen Collateral? Yes. Another Michael Mann movie? Yes. I think uh, Michael Mann the, might be my favorite few, directors. One of the few movies where uh, Tom Cruise plays a bad guy, just like a straight up bad guy. Yeah. But another movie where like that movie, one of the things I love about that movie is that it switches between film and video. In like kind of jarring ways. Have, have you noticed this when you've watched it? I don't I've know if it switches seen it on a plane, so that wasn't yeah. ideal. I don't know if it goes to sixty frames per second. I think it might just be twenty frames and thirty frames, and between yeah. like you know uh, a film camera and like the you know the best like prosumer uh, video camera you could buy at the time. But it does it in like at very interesting times and in kind of very jarring ways where especially with Tom Cruise, like having like uh, gray hair, like spy, like slick back gray hair. When it goes to the video scenes, I feel or the video shots, I feel like you can kind of see the artifice of it, of that's not what Tom Cruise looks like. He's wearing makeup and he's wearing a wig. Right. Just, just very, a very strange disconnect. And I feel like this movie has a lot of that going on too, where a lot of it's just taking place at, at very strange hours with strange lighting. Yeah, yeah. Michael Mann thrives like in the middle of the night, where like you wake up and you like feel creepy and just want to go back to sleep. Right. You know. But he wakes up and he says, "Hey, let's make a movie." Three oh eight a.m. You wake up and you're like. Like, it's not, like, I didn't just go to sleep, but I'm not waking up anytime soon. Let's just get back to sleep. This is creepy. I remembered what I was going to say when I started getting off track before. Okay. Um, the the So this movie, to me, felt like, again, it's a uh, almost three-hour-long movie. It felt like what we now associate with a TV series. Like so much happens in this movie that it kind of yeah. feels like a like a season of a prestige cable show, right? But do, wouldn't don't you so much prefer it in this form? Yes, because it's like it's like you took a season of a prestige cable show, but you edited out the fluff and you gave more attention. You edited out the fluff before you shot it, so then much more care could be taken with lighting and, and how the cameras placed yeah. and performances. And it's economical. And also, um, there aren't constant cliffhangers that are resolved yeah. in 10 seconds. Um, and I also love that the movie is like a real, uh, like most Michael Mann movies, a real slow burn, but it doesn't feel like a slow burn because the performances are so good. And every scene is fucking amazing too. Like yeah. there's not one scene where you're like, okay, well this is that yeah, this that could have that could have been cut. That could have gone yeah. away. Or like I understand like we had to get this information, but like all the information that you're given, which is a lot, is like mm. always compelling and like has a, a way that like moves the plot forward and like it's cool as hell. Every scene in this movie is cool. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the bad guys are cool. The cops are cool. <laughs> um, there's a lot of like one-on-one scenes between actors uh, where the, the stakes are pretty high, but you just get to see this like conversation play out kind of almost in real time, almost uh, unedited. That that's just great. Uh, everybody in this is a scumbag. I have that in my in my um, uh, thing. I have um, how um, it's weird to me. So Ashley Judd's character is uh, Val Kilmer's girlfriend. 
She, this is her husband, wife, um, or yeah, wife. <laughs> um, I don't, I'm not familiar with Ashley Judd so much. Like, yeah. uh, I don't think I've ever seen her. In a well, movie. let me tell you, Tim, she's movie, got a great ass. Well, when, when I watched this movie, I was like, uh, man, who's this pretty lady? Yeah. She's like the, the prettiest lady. She's, she's, uh, she's peak uh ashley judd in this movie yes or like there's a peak of her powers yeah um, i was like then this uh whatever happened to this lady i'm gonna look her look up this unknown lady and it's like oh it's a lady who's in like a million movies <laughs> i just haven't seen any of them it's, it's a very famous lady but yeah, yeah this this was like during the 90s when she was just like i don't know in just like a lot of stuff she was in a lot of bad stuff too, but I but I think just she was in so much she stuff. Like Double Jeopardy and like Along yeah. Came a Spider. Well, Double Jeopardy was good, actually, if I remember correctly from like seeing that in a movie theater when I was like fifteen years old. And being like, This is a very taut thriller. <laughs> <laughs> can I can I just uh very quickly, Tom, I'm a, I'm a dad mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Uh, what parents need to know about heat. Uh, parents parents need to know that heat features numerous bloody shooting deaths, a serial killer who bludgeons a young, scantily clad prostitute, and tense situations during the commission of robberies and revenge killings. Expect multiple instances of fuck, shit, motherfucker, and ass. A wow. naive lone yeah, a naive lonely woman goes home with a stranger and has sex with him. Two married women have affairs when they're dissatisfied with their difficult husbands. This has been the parents' report. <laughs> so, are you gonna let your uh, like four month old old child see this or no? I'm gonna wait till he's six or seven months. But yeah, of course, it's a classic, Tom. Um, I'm trying. I'm uh, this movie also. Besides having Dennis Haysbert had uh, Xander Berkeley in it from 24. He played uh, Tony. He played uh, Handler. No, I'm sorry. George Mason. Oh, okay. Remember George Mason? Yeah, I remember George and Mason. It's, it's the guy who was married to Nina Myers in real life. Yeah. Oh, really? Xander Berkeley. Yeah. Hmm. So this movie's got two twenty-four alumni. That that's uh great by me. Um I do think it's funny in the movie because uh when I was starting No Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah. Uh when I was bringing up Ashley Judd, that uh she has like no problem cheating on her husband. For cheating on Val Kilmer with Hank Azaria. No offense to Hank Azaria, <laughs> but come on. Um, yeah, but and then Bill Hank is Azar- troubled in this film. Tom. It's true. I think but, you'll agree. But then Hank Azaria is revealed to be like a real piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, later well, on, like literally everyone in this movie is a real piece of shit. <laughs> That's true. Even the good guys are bad. Um, Except for um, a- Amy Brenneman is uh, is the one person who's not that we don't see be a piece of shit. Yeah, she just kind of like roped into this. But also, like, the fact that, like, if she's going to get this quickly roped in, like, this isn't her first rodeo in, the, in like, scumbag town. Yeah. Like, yeah, if she's, like, you know, hanging out at a restaurant, like, striking up conversation with a, a Robert De Niro type in his 50s. Who's just trying to read a fucking book. Yeah, who's, who's sitting there reading a book about metals because he's, like, trying mm-hmm. to figure out how to break into a safe. And she's like, oh. Um... That actually brings me uh, brings me to one of my few complaints about this movie. There's like a few makeout scenes that I don't want to watch. <laughs> yeah, where it's like Al Pacino making out with his wife, and it's like I don't need to see this. <laughs> and it's like so close up. Like I yeah. can I can't imagine watching this on the big screen. Um, but I wanted to say about Ashley Judd. That uh, I do find it funny that it's like, ah, she's like perfectly willing to uh, cheat on her husband, but she won't rat on him. Yeah. (laughs) That's that's fair. Uh, Also, I have that scene is really cool. 
Oh, when she like gives him the hand sign. Yeah. 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 Um, I also have in this, uh, I forget what scene this was. I, I think it was De Niro with, with, uh, maybe, maybe it was De Niro with Val Kilmer where he's like, what do you want? A regular type life with barbecues and ball games. And I was like, ah, it sounds like a, actually that's a great yeah. life. <laughs> like, where are you robbing all these banks if the end goal isn't barbecues and ball games? Where it's like yeah. regular life sucks way harder. If if regular life was all barbecues and ball games, then sign me up. Or <laughs> it's like, no, that's you're you're pointing out the best parts of regular life. You want to be yeah. like, well, you want a regular life with a mortgage and. Yeah, I don't know what else. And bills, gas bills, what, yeah, barbecues. You're and... a really adult. Yeah, you know all about the the pitfalls yeah, of a normal I'm, life. I'm trying to think. Of, I got a gas bill today. I mean, and it's, it's the same gas bill. I only I only use kitchen gas. Uh, what so, was it like sixteen dollars? Yeah, I mean, it, it's a few dollars a month. It's it's fine. Uh, but yeah, you know, not enough to. I'm just trying um, to think turn of turn you to a life of crime. No, I, you know what? Here's, here's what I would, if I was going to classify, at least in New York city, it would be, uh, like, uh, rent and moving your car for alternate side parking. Mm. If somebody yeah. came and offered a life of crime like, to me right, as a I'll solution a to that. With you, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. And the only other, uh, note I have is that, uh, Al Pacino's wife, she's cheating on him too. Everybody's wife's cheating on him. And yeah, she's didn't you hear the parental advisory <laughs> time yes. I guess? But she mentions at one point, she's like, maybe it's because I'm so stoned on grass and Prozac. <laughs> it's like Prozac yeah. doesn't get you fucking stoned. <laughs> like that's yeah. such nineties like uh uh I don't know, like uh antidepressant propaganda. Also, like, uh, did my mom write that line about being stoned <laughs> on grass? Yeah, stoned. Did Michael Mann c- c- call up my mom and be like, "Hey, how 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 do I phrase this?" And my mom would be like, yeah. "Stoned on grass," and then say, uh, "And let's uh, let's do some necking now." <laughs> yeah, where it's like, uh, I think it's in re- in regards to her not caring that, like, yeah, he's he's walked in on her having an affair. And it's like, no, nah, if you're stoned on grass, you would have been paranoid about this happening all along. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that those are those are all my notes. Uh, fantastic Great movie. If you haven't watched it, and all fantastic, right, here, I I bought this movie. For five dollars, the 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 week uh, that we had to do this, it was on sale. I bought it for five bucks in four K digital. Now it's in my library. So happy about it. Did that come with special features? Um, I bought it on Vudu, and I believe maybe on Vudu it has special features. But they have that like buy movie anywhere thing. Mm-hmm. So it was in like my Apple thing. So I just oh, okay. watched it through that app because I, I I remember reading something a long time ago that it's like Apple has like the highest bit rate. Yeah. So I was like, ah, oh, let me watch it, you know, in the best quality. Yeah, I was gonna buy it if if the special features came through with the digital purchase, but I couldn't figure out if it was yeah. the case. Um Tom, uh, and let's uh, a spoiler alert if, mm-hmm. if you haven't seen Heat and you're gonna watch it, um, the sequel Heat Two, which you know, by the way about- I love. So Michael Mann has has partnered with like a thriller writer to put out a novel in August uh, that's a sequel called Heat Two, and I love that it's a novel sequel. And it's just called Heat Two. And it's yeah. like, you could have called it something different. He's like, nah, fuck it. Heat too. Cause that's one of the things I hate with movies where it's like, no, everything has to have a name. It's not yeah. venom too. It's venom colon. Let there be carnage. It's like, oh, fuck that. Just call it venom too. And it's funny. Cause there's no heat. The book. Right. It's just, there's yeah. a movie heat and then it's a completely different medium and it's like heat too. It's a book and uh 
There's well, no heat one. And I also love that he's making it a book when it's like, he definitely could have gone to Netflix and been like, use that anti-aging technology. You've already got the fucking models for Pacino and De Niro. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll write Joe Pesci well, into this not movie. Gonna be into this in this right? Uh, no, because apparently Heat Two is a prequel and uh, a sequel. Okay, so it's got stuff that happens before and after. Godfather 2 style. I don't know. I've never seen Godfather Yeah, I've 2. never seen any of the Godfather movies either. But yeah, apparently. And it and I have to imagine if Michael Mann went to Netflix and was like, give me $200 million. I'm gonna meet I'm gonna make Heat 2. And I'm even gonna call it Heat 2. I'm not gonna yeah. fuck around Actually, with it. That's non-negotiable. I do it needs <laughs> yeah. to be called Heat 2. I, I can't imagine that they wouldn't be like, here you go. Michael Mann just seems like a guy that is always like I'm not gonna fuck around. Here's yeah, what I'm, I'm just I'm just gonna do what I want to do if nobody wants in whatever. Have you ever seen The Insider? No, me neither. And I was talking about Michael should this, Clayton. Should the, the film? Should this just become a, a, a Michael Mann podcast? Maybe. I was talking to our uh, friend of the show, Andrew Gregory, host mm-hmm. of Punch Up the Jam. Um, about the movie Michael Clayton, and he was like, that movie's overrated. Have you ever seen The Insider, though? And I haven't. Um, mm-hmm. And for the last few months, Tom, he's just texted me at random times, like, during the week, like, hey, do you want <laughs> to come over and the watch Insider The Insider yet? now? No, like, you want to watch it together? Um, but it's like, I don't know, it's like Thursday afternoon at 3.30 p.m., <laughs> Um, no, but Tom, we should all watch the insider together. Yeah. We Um, should all go to Andrew's apartment and watch the insider. It sounds like, um, yeah, I'm looking at, I forgot that one, one of the upcoming things that, uh, Michael Mann has is, uh, 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 mini series called Tokyo vice. That is about uh, a Western journalist working for a publication in Tokyo takes on one of the city's most powerful crime bosses. That sounds like it's going to be awesome. The man behind Miami Vice. Tokyo Vice. Let's bring that vice to Tokyo. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, well, what's a cooler city than Miami to have, you know, like fast cars and cool cops. And like neon lights, which Michael Mann loves. Exactly. Tokyo. They still got all that stuff. Man. What a way to Michael Mann. Let's hear from Michael Mann. A great, a great. Man. Hey, let's hear for my man. Michael Mann, not let's hear for the boys. Yeah, I get it. Um, Tom, uh, next week we're going to keep the 90s train rolling. Yeah. With uh, We're going to start reading. We're both going to be reading yes. Chuck Klosterman's The 90s. Yeah. Maybe we'll put out a, uh, a schedule. I haven't, yeah, because I, I think a lot of people want to read want to read along with us because the book just came out. Yeah. Tom, I mm-hmm. almost bought it. Um, I bought it. I almost bought an autographed copy at Whoa. my local bookstore, and then I realized there was like a hundred autographed copies at this bookstore. And I think that's the case. I think Chuck Klosterman spent like six weeks just autographing every copy that they that they produced. Yeah. Well, I hope you've kept that Death of Superman uh, comic uh, still I'm in the bag. I'm always looking for that, gonna, Yeah. I mean, I feel like autograph books, unless it's like a first edition of somebody who died 50 plus years ago, they're not really worth anything. Yeah. Tom, I bought um, an autograph version, an autograph copy of uh, the latest George Saunders book. Uh-huh. Um, oh, uh, 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 swim, swim in, in a the pond, pond in the rain. yeah, in the rain, yeah. And, um, I was gonna buy that book anyway, so it was cool. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, autograph copy, yeah. But then there was a uh, there was a glitch where like pages were missing, oh, and yeah, pages you, were you duplicated, this. yeah. Um, so I bought another copy of it mm-hmm. so I could read it. But now I have this copy, this defective copy of the book, but I can't get rid of it with George because it's well. It, that's a defective copy with by, George Saunders' uh, signature on it. It announced him as a fraud. He'll put his name on well, anything. 
Yeah, that's true. I bet he, he could blackmail read the very him. book that he he claimed to have uh, endorsed. Yeah. Tim, you could make a fortune blackmailing George Saunders <laughs> <laughs> by just threatening to go public with this book. It's a great <laughs> with idea. The, with this book of, full of printing errors. <laughs> I don't even understand how that happens in modern printing, to be honest with you. like, Yeah, I don't know either. Yeah. But, well, maybe it, it will happened. be worth money Are you calling me a liar, Tom? I'm questioning your honesty. That's a fair thing to do. I'm, <laughs> I'm frequently lying to you, but not at this point. Yeah. All right. Patrons, uh, we'll post a reading schedule, schedule. for the 90s. Um, in the meantime, we love you very much. Thank you for being patrons. Go watch Heat if you haven't watched Heat. Yeah. Um, can't be spoiled. No. It's a good movie. Yeah, it, yeah. It doesn't matter what you know about it. it. It's just a great movie. Yeah. All I'll right. See you next week. Books the podcast. Hey, tally ho. Mm-hmm.